0: Warning!
1: This episode contains foul language,
0: graphic descriptions of murder, and a sick stir of echoes
1: reference. To Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. My name is Ashley and this week I'm joined again by my lovely and very pregnant co-host Lauren and our new friend, psychic medium and spiritual healer Amy Goldenberg. Last week we talked all about what mediumship was The History of Spiritualism, Famous Mediums, Famous Frauds, and Amy shared a ton of very cool and sometimes very scary personal stories. This week we're taking a little bit of a different direction. We're going to be talking about the science of mediumship and psychic abilities. We'll talk about the theories, the philosophies, some scientific studies and their findings, And Amy's here again with us to share her personal experiences, and they are just as wild as they were last week. Last episode, I also told you that I wanted to share more about some of the experiences that we had off the mic. So no updates really on the energy work that Amy did on us that affected us for about 48 hours, except that Lauren and I have both separately had very wild and vivid dreams ever since we recorded last week. May not have anything to do with it, but it's definitely interesting. Another thing that happened that was very special to me was that Amy took a moment to tell me what she felt in my apartment. And as you guys might know, Joe and I have both had paranormal experiences at my place. Um, Joe, having never had an experience before in his life, has had a couple. I've caught strange EVPs during recording sessions and have seen a woman who may or may not be attached to a haunted blanket. I don't know if I've told that story before on the show, but I'll definitely tell it someday. And Joe and the cats both have a problem with our hallway. Joe says that sometimes it feels like it's charged, which could absolutely have something to do with the fuse box in the hallway. But he also gets the smell of rot. What he says smells like an animal got trapped in the wall and died, but only for a millisecond, and when he tries to search for the smell, it's gone. The cats also seem to see something on the ceiling of the hallway. They'll stare upwards. They'll sometimes pose to attack or will look towards the hallway and stare. They never raise the hair on their backs or hiss or anything, so that's kind of comforting. Well, Amy said that there was a lot going on in my apartment. She said it was mostly family members, which was very sweet to me. And I said, you know, that makes a lot of sense because I have a lot of family heirlooms. You know, I have my grandmother's knickknacks. I have photos of my great grandparents. um, I've got some tchotchkes from my mom and dad. And I have my grandfather's World War II medal. With that, she actually smiled really big and said, oh, that may be who was speaking earlier. See, she talked earlier in this uh, in the episode when we were recording, which you will hear in this episode, so I'm, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but she was talking about a soldier who may or may not have been in Vietnam. And she said, uh, when I was talking about the soldier and how I thought he may have been in Vietnam, a voice came through a couple of times saying World War II. And... It's funny because when I was editing the second half of the episode, I noticed in that moment that she was kind of stammering as if she was being distracted. I edited it out, obviously, because I'm a professional, but looking back, it was totally fascinating that she was receiving some sort of message in that moment. I did ask her about the hallway, and she said, to paraphrase, yes. I don't want to tell you exactly what impression I'm getting. Maybe I'll tell you another time. But I can say that one thing I'm receiving doesn't make sense to me. I sense someone is hanging. But as you can see, there's nothing that they could hang from. And I don't know how old your apartment complex is, but was there a remodel? Without her possibly knowing, yes, right before we moved in, the apartment was remodeled. I have no idea how it looked beforehand, but my neighbor at the end of the hall who's been here for about 12 years has a completely different apartment than the rest of the complex because she actually refused the remodel about eight years ago when it happened. She's pretty elusive, so I haven't been able to catch her yet, but as soon as I do, I'm going to ask her if she happens to know if anything took place in our apartment before we moved in, if anyone passed away, or if anyone committed suicide. So I just wanted to share that with you so that when the time comes, if I can corroborate any of these things or if I have any experiences in the future with that knowledge, I can kind of share it with you guys and we can all have that experience together. But without further ado, please enjoy part two of our mediumship episode. Make sure that you're following Amy on Instagram. Um, Her handle is at... The underscore beauty witch underscore. Um, She's fantastic. As you all know, you heard her last week. This week is just as fun. And please, if you have a moment, if you could rate and review our show on iTunes or on your Apple podcast app and follow us as well on social media. All of our platforms are at Keep It Weird Cast. We are so, so happy to be back. Thank you guys again from the bottom of our hearts for continuing to support and listen to and share our show. All right. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) Okay. So we've talked about some of your personal experiences. We've talked about the history of mediumship and the different forms of mediumship. I went a little bit of a different direction today and I am talking about the science. Yay, science. So it's very easy to choose a side. It's very easy to say, like, I am a believer or I am a skeptic or I am not a believer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about this on the show before. Skepticism is not a bad thing. Yeah. Skeptic it's, it's healthy. simply means that you look at both sides of the coin. Skeptic means you question question everything. And Mm -hmm. it's good to be skeptical about everything. It's good to be skeptical even about what is known as like absolute science. There's no Mm -hmm. such thing as absolute science unless you are God, which none of us are. So it's even healthy to be skeptical about that. It is not healthy necessarily to be a complete believer because we don't know everything. So if you're a complete Mm -hmm. believer, you're just following one path Mm -hmm. and it is not healthy at all to be a non-believer because who are you fooling, right?
0: Well, it's that <laughs> who you that right you now. believe that you hold the mysteries of the universe within yeah. your own mind. Which you believe is not possible. that you have all of the knowledge, yeah? Which yep. no is, one does. Nobody no. has
1: that. I, you know, I kind of fall into the skeptic camp when it comes to psychic abilities and mediumship, simply because I've never had the experience where a medium was able to accurately tell me anything true about my life situation, deceased loved ones, et cetera, that doesn't bode well for me leaning to believer. However, I myself have had those experiences. Mm -hmm. I have had psychic predictions. I've had premonitions. I've had um, situations where I've known things about people that I shouldn't have known. Uh Uh-huh. So in that sense, I know that it exists. Right. Where my skepticism lies is not in the fact that this stuff is real and that people can do it. Where my skepticism lies is that I don't know how to make it happen at will. Mm. Because when it happens to me, it is a surprise. Mm -hmm. It is shocking. And it's I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand why it happened. I don't understand what it's trying to tell me. A lot of the times, I don't even know who the messages are for.
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: Like last night, I had one, you and t- I even Ooh, texted can you tell Joe. Me what it is? I yeah, I was laying in bed. So mine always come in the form of like dreams or weird visions. Mm-hmm. Um, and last night I was laying in bed. I had just laid down, and I was actually thinking about the podcast stuff i was thinking about our live show on friday i was thinking about today Mm -hmm. just like the the like i have to print out my notes i have to do this like a checklist Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden in my head i saw sort of i was it was almost like i was walking behind an older gentleman and then all of a sudden i it was a point of view i was the older gentleman i guess and i fell down a flight of stairs And the thing was, is as I was laying in bed, as it was happening, my body was going like this as if I was falling down the stairs. And when I hit the bottom, it was so jarring. And it was like, you know, in the movies where someone like falls and then they hit the ground, the camera kind of shakes just like to add that effect that happened in my vision and I literally when it happened I jolted up and I texted Joe like I have the text on my phone I said someone fell down the stairs and wow. he came in the room and he goes do um do I need to call somebody or
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, how can I help He thought I, meant- I heard
1: someone fall yeah. down the stairs outside like, oh do I need and to check like, on our neighbor what do I do and I was like no I'm telling you right now like just mark it down Someone, someone fell, fell down, down the downstairs. stairs or someone will fall down the stairs. I don't know who it is. I don't know when. I don't even know if it's someone I know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But I just want to let you know that someone fell down the stairs. Mm-hmm. So it's stuff like that. Yeah. It's like,
0: okay. Yeah.
2: What do I do with who this? Who do I
0: tell? Yeah. Right. What do I do? <laughs> I was just curious because sometimes when you talk about stuff, it'll they'll like give specific like information like this is what that means or this is what that is which happened earlier today to me with i i ran into somebody who i had not seen in a while and she happened to tell me about these reoccurring dreams she's been having and so i was able to explain kind of why she was having these dreams but so that's why i asked you to explain but i'm they it, i'm not getting anything it well, could be get something later, yeah. yeah i'm very know. curious it could be was. a past life uh death
2: oh, yeah could it be. could
0: be that as well um, Like but that's just like it could be it could, could whatever. Be you know? Did you say it felt it.
2: like it was an older man?
1: The, I do remember seeing the back of the head at first before yeah. I was the POV mm-hmm. of uh-huh. this person and it was like white hair um bald on top like very fuzzy old man ears. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that but then I was POV. So I that, yeah. that was the only glimpse I got of who it okay. was. Yeah.
2: Interesting. That's so interesting. But that's
1: the thing is that like I have never been able to get myself into a position either relaxed enough, out of my own head enough mm-hmm. to be able to at will receive these messages and receive them clear enough to translate them into mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite allegories is in Stir of Echoes, which we have talked about before. We love Stir of um, Echoes. And I'm going to talk about this now
0: what is a Actually, stir of echoes, I'm sorry.
1: Oh, it's a movie. Okay. It's fantastic. It's okay. real good. It's very good. Okay. <laughs> um, and I... You know what? I'll talk about this first and then I'll use the allegory because it kind of goes along with what I'm saying. Okay. So anyways, I've had those experiences. I haven't been able to un- unlock that ability myself to do that at will, which is where my skepticism is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Simply that I don't understand it, which is mm-hmm. why I'm skeptical. Yeah. So mediumship and psychic abilities are still absolutely considered fringe science mm-hmm. when it comes to like the study of, mm-hmm. um, and even to some, you know, many scientists who are very, um and academics, even that is generous because a lot of them are like absolutely not, yeah. which is disgraceful if you're an academic to me yeah. to like say absolutely not because. Mm.
0: You only know what has yet been proven. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. which is like,
2: I agree. so you're just done. You're just done with that? You nope, case closed. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: there's... My friends always talk about, like... F- one of my friends always talks about this, like, famous physicist who I don't fucking know the name of, which, I, of course, I don't. Um, <laughs> Why would who, I? Who talks about, like, the mysteries of the universe and how the universe is constantly expanding. is like we think we're about to get to the curtain and and like pull back the curtain and know what the fuck's going on and then as soon as we're there like the curtain moves back five feet Mm -hmm. like we're we can we just don't know and because we're continuing to gain knowledge we are expanding the universe ourselves by um, by gaining this knowledge so it's like always there's always something we just don't know yeah so
1: to so to definitively say no is just Crazy. a disgrace to me in general.
2: You know a physicist who thought mediumship was totally real was Pierre Curie. Marie Curie's really? and very intelligent physicist. He was totally into it and believed it, and I thought that was so fun. That
1: is really fun. I read that, yeah. I love that. Awesome. Little, little side note. But there are many scientists who are very open to the possibility for several reasons. Most of these reasons um, revolve around philosophy philosophical reasons which is kind of what i was saying looking at it from an objective point of view um for example people like to believe that the world as we perceive it corresponds to the world as it really is and there can be no phenomenon or natural laws beyond those that we are already aware of which is ridiculous no good because if you think about like electricity gravity photosynthesis these things existed before we were aware of them. Yeah, they existed when we were aware of them, but didn't understand them, and they exist now. Yeah. So, to say that something doesn't exist because we haven't been able to produce it
2: mm-hmm. is crazy. Is crazy. Or see it, like, or see, see or it.
1: physically see it mm-hmm. is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's arrogant. To think that we've got it all figured out. And it's foolish to think there isn't more to figure out. And then you have to look at it like every animal has a limited awareness of reality. So if you think about like dogs and how they perceive the world, they have no knowledge of time, life and death, language. That doesn't mean that those things don't don't exist. exist. Right. Right? Yeah. It's just that... That's very true. They don't know about it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're not real things, uh-huh. right? Which is also why I believe in aliens, but that's another story. So, <laughs> <laughs> looking at human consciousness as well, um, so according to just about every scientist on Earth, consciousness is produced by brain yeah, either brain activity or you know possibly is an illusion produced by cognitive activity. But there's no evidence for this. It's simply a theory that. They have because they can't figure it out. Mm -hmm. There is no evidence that a consciousness is even real, but we know that it is. Yeah. So this has actually, um, after years and years and lifetimes of research into consciousness, scientists are no closer to working out how the brain might produce consciousness, which has led some experts to actually believe that the function of the brain is not to produce consciousness, but to receive consciousness, which exists outside of us. Wow. Which explains collective consciousness. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. explains, which is a phenomenon that yeah, we, talk we about have that, yeah. data on. Mm-hmm over and over and over again that there is some form of collective consciousness this also actually would explain intuition so like creepy dave walks in the room and you're immediately like i don't uh, like creepy dave yeah but you don't have a reason It's because our consciousness is like conscious nigh consciousness <laughs> connects to other people's consciousnesses all the time But we aren't aware of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if someone... It would be the same as saying your aura. But -hmm. we're just using a scientific term of consciousness. Mm -hmm. I am aware of your consciousness. If your consciousness doesn't jive with my consciousness, I'm not going to... My senses are then going to be triggered to get away from you. My intuition Mm -hmm. is going to be triggered to maybe stay away from that person. Yeah. So say... That the brain's function is just to pick up consciousness around it and process the information. If you look at it that way, everyone has the ability to be psychic. Everyone has the ability to be a medium. Everyone is a channel. That's
0: why I always say that.
1: Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> it's almost like, and this is like the allegory I was talking about. I have three different ways to talk about it um, in case it's one makes more sense than the other. So say our brain does not make consciousness. Our brain receives the consciousness and our brain's job is to then send all the signals everywhere to the body and tell you what to do with it. So our brain is a radio. That's one way to look at it. So radios, like an actual radio, they're not producing the sounds. They're receiving a signal and then they are processing the information and they're putting it out there. Right. They're receiving the signal from elsewhere, which is what our brain does. Okay. So our brain is receiving the signal from the consciousness and then sending whatever information it needs to the body. Okay. So if you are able to receive those messages... Your consciousness is able to receive those messages and process and like deliver that information. You just have a better radio. You Your radio has a better signal. Mm-hmm. You have a better antenna.
2: can pick up more frequencies. You can
1: also look at it as like a prism, like your brain is a prism and light filters through. So the consciousness shines the light that filters through mm-hmm. and the prism breaks it up and sends it into all the different areas that your body needs to process that information. Mm -hmm. The allegory from stir of echoes is the flashlight. Mm -hmm. So some people have a really good flashlight Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and
1: they can just see more than other people. And some people, their flashlight ran out of batteries a long time ago. It doesn't work at all. Yeah. Yeah. And then some people have flashlights like me that come on every once in a while. Mm hmm. And you just get a glimmer of something yep. and you don't understand it because you didn't get to look at it long enough. So there's just a flash and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't understand what I saw and I don't know who to tell about right. what I saw. I don't saw know what to do it's with that. weird. Yeah. My flashlight's not good enough.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think that there are ways that you can work on your flashlight. Yeah. There, to make it
0: better. Yeah. Like with, I mean, with what you're, you've been experiencing, that's one of the, the services that I do is like spiritual counseling for healers or sensitives or empaths or people who are like I have this thing I don't know what to do with it and then we can like work on that in a session and figure out like what is your modality that you can that your flashlight works best using right maybe like um, you know maybe you're not clear well, when you were speaking, they said clairvoyant, clairvoyant, clairvoyant. So that's like you're clairvoyant. Maybe it, it
1: is a, a certain sense. Maybe there yeah, is a Some certain- people are like
0: good energy healers with their hands. Some people are claircognizant. Some pl- people are clairvoyant. Some people are like, but also um, like, why do I have a sensitivity? I have one friend who's very, very clairvoyant, who was ignoring it for a long time, started getting very sick uh, from ignoring their their ability because they were giving their energy away too much to everyone around them. And then they kind of decided to, um, like work with their sensitivity after I like worked with them for a little bit. I saw them recently and they told me that, um, they figured out they have this ability to scan people and, and understand what their ultimate like needs are. And this person is also a musician and writes songs. And they've always written songs about their own like cathartic releases, like their sadness and their experiences. And they've suddenly become happy. And so what are you gonna write your songs about now you don't have your sadness, but you have this ability to see the needs of other people. So Maybe you can use that and write songs for the needs of other people. And that's how you can be a healer to lots of people without actually having to individually interact with them because that's too much for you. You can't handle yeah. that. You're going to get sick from doing that. So, like, that's an example of, like, what I do with somebody who's like, I have this and this and this. And it's like, okay, let's see what spirit has to say about that. Oh, well, actually, you can use that to do this and this and this. And why don't you try that? See if see if that works. So, so. then
1: you're still using that sensitivity. Mm-hmm.
0: But In you're, a way you're like a puzzle piece and everybody's a different puzzle piece. And so your your sensitivity is is like part of the puzzle. And like, where does it go? Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Where
1: do I go? Am I the nose where of the cat go? or am I the
2: ear of the cat? Because I wanted to offer
0: you guys both individually um, like a session with me just like on the house. Because I think that would be fun. <laughs> Love just it. Just to like see, you know. Well, it would
1: be fun mm-hmm. just to see, but it would also be fun just as like. To, to be something that we could discuss on the show again. Yeah, right. yeah like, definitely. This is how it helped me. You yeah. know, this is how it. it yeah. opened oh, the store. I mean, I'm down. T- <laughs> yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love so to, <laughs> to work with you
0: guys. That'd be fun.
1: Prism, radio, <laughs> flashlight. Blah, 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 blah. Crappy flashlight. Crappy flashlight. Rather than <laughs> <laughs> Experiments. Oh, this is just an interesting little like note. Experiments have shown that the most psychic experiences occur when our sensory organs are muted, mm-hmm. which is why I notice you, you close your eyes mm-hmm. because it's just easier when you've got that thing. I know some people listen to white noise yeah, mm-hmm. because it's easier for them to focus. And I think that's something that's more like just getting out of your own way, yeah. too. It's just getting yeah, out of exactly. your own Hitting head. You it's like
2: a meditative state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's um, so good.
1: So this idea of the radio prism flashlight whatever, uh would also offer an explanation for why psychic abilities and the ability to witness paranormal activity seems to be genetic as well mm-hmm. because there's likely a gene for it. Mm-hmm. And genes affect the way our bodies develop including our actual brains. Mm. So if it has to do with literally the way your brain is, like the actual physical part of your brain, determines how good your radio is. Mm-hmm. Then it would
0: absolutely be genetic in that mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, I, I, I think I mentioned a couple times, like that. No one in my family has the sensitivity, but I, I found out recently that my parents used a sperm donor, so my biological, like, um, donor did have this sensitivity and he has um interacted with me a lot and i never knew that that's who it was until i was um until this year this past year yeah i just found out i did 23 and me and i didn't have all the the stuff that my dad has and i was like what's this about and then they were like "Ooh, Ooh, yeah um which is like you know that doesn't like my dad is my dad this is just but it explained a lot of my experiences right. of yeah. being like that open so up. it was almost like i wish i knew that sooner right well, i kind of already always knew was. a little bit but i just didn't but i always thought like no that can't be or whatever you know but it was yeah. um it was actually interesting because i was trying to talk with my dad's family and the person on his in his family my dad who raised me he uh his grandmother came forward and said there's something about me you don't know, and that's who I'm named after in his family. There's something about me you don't know. Three months later, I got my test results back, and it turns out I'm not related to those people. So that's what she was referring to, I, I, I think. You think? Yeah. But yeah, and then also on my mom's side, my cousin's one of my cousin's daughters does have the ability um, as well, similar to me. And I think my great grandmother um, also was a medium on my mom's side. It's just my mom doesn't have that that sensitivity yeah and my dad doesn't either so
1: all the women on my mother's side do
0: so you do too and you're clear of way you're just like i don't know what to do with this thing so i'm they, just gonna yeah, out, like, put I, it over here for I now. i don't and- believe
1: that they they might have the ability as far as i know i'm the only one that has like visions and mm-hmm. have, has actually like had dreams that have come true like just really quickly so we did this paranormal investigation and A couple nights before we did this investigation at the Culver Hotel, I had a dream that Lauren and I had gone to the hotel, set everything up, took our little voice recorder, left the room and started from the bottom floor and worked our way all the way up recording and then got in the elevator to go back to our room and the elevator crashed. Mm -hmm. We didn't get hurt. We were just kind of like, ugh. And then like the dream just went bananas and like we went shopping and we got in a fight. It was like a whole thing. Ted Bundy
0: was there. Ted Bundy was there. It was fucking weird.
1: (laughs) No, it was like one of those things where it was like my ex-landlord was there. Um, But at the end of the dream, when we left the next day, I was pissed because we spent like so much money to rent this hotel room and I only got 27 minutes of audio to edit. And I was like, well, that's nothing. So I can't make an episode out of that. So I tell her about this dream, like I'm texting her, like I had a dream that we got in a fight and the elevator crashed and I only had 27 minutes of audio. We go do the investigation. None of that happens, obviously. But when I go to edit the audio, um, the first run through where we started on the bottom floor, worked our way up and then went back to our room was 27 minutes and 18 seconds.
2: Was so to the weird. minute yeah.
1: my dream told me 27 minutes of audio. I obviously had other audio files. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's stuff we ended like up that going where it's like more, but... just a weird like wormhole yeah. that yeah. I knew so that we would. This type get... of
0: stuff happens because it's like you're being kind of not, I guess for lack of a better word, initiated. They're like, hey. You have the sensitivity, just so you know. Yeah. Like, you don't need to do anything about it necessarily right now. But you have this thing. And, like, start trusting it. And you have this thing. And start trusting it. And so that you could eventually have all these synchronicities happen to meet somebody like me who can offer, like, the ability to... Okay, let's look further into this and see like why you have this sensitivity because we just don't we don't just have these things just for shits and giggles. Like yeah. I always was like, yeah, I'm just I just have this sensitivity and it's like dumb and I, whatever. I'm not going to do anything with it. And now it's like I change people's lives every day. Yeah. yeah. Because I just do it. Because I just started listening, leaned in, yeah. yeah. There's and, a reason, and I was you have ready it. for it. Yeah, you know? I'm ready for it now. So it's like you might be getting to a point where you're like starting to be ready to like start interacting with this thing, and they've just been giving you hints along the way that like don't forget about this, don't forget about this, because it is part of your like purpose and journey and job in this life too use these things in use order to use the tools that's that you true. are
1: given in any mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be psychic tools but right? like no. if you are if you have a beautiful voice use your voice mm-hmm. do something with your voice yeah Whether it's singing your your child to sleep or like Mm -hmm. singing in front of millions or writing songs, Mm -hmm. like use your voice. Like you are given a tool for a reason. Yeah. And you're not going to know why until you use
0: it. Yeah. Until you see the benefit that you can, that you can personally get or that you can, you know, help others with it or be of service or whatever it is. So it's like, that's like these little things that are seemingly unimportant or like, I don't know why this keeps happening. It's just like silly things. It's showing you this ability that you have so that you can start to learn how to use it. And right. then eventually so everything will start making more it. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lean in. Lean, Lean in. in. Lean in. It's time. Uh, so LA. So <laughs> my,
1: no, I I don't know if the women in my family uh, on my mother's side have had anything like I've had, but we all have the ability to witness Paranormal activity points of paranormal activity. I'm not Haley Joel Osment from The Sixth Sense. I I think
0: that is extraordinarily rare. I think
1: so too. My actually, my cousin Christina is almost like that. I mean, she will literally like be talking to you and then be like, "Someone will walk by." Yeah, Yeah, like she's very strong. But I would um, not know what to do with that. Yeah, I I discovered this a couple Thanksgivings ago when I was having problems with this entity that was um, in my apartment. And I brought it up at Thanksgiving and thinking everyone would be like, that's crazy. But literally every woman was like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. We all have that. And it was like, huh?
0: Why haven't we been talking about <laughs> I'm this? 23 years old. Yeah. No one
1: mentioned this to me.
0: Yeah yeah and i mean it's it's like they have been conditioned into silence because you especially you know 50 years ago you say that you're in a mental institution mm-hmm. you have yep. a lobotomy or you're, you're being done like burned you know yeah. Or prior to that you're being burned yeah like, exactly witch. so in order to keep ourselves safe we don't speak about it but mm-hmm. now we're in a, we're in a position where we can talk about it and so you're Probably, they probably might all have the same experiences as you or even like crazy experiences that you would not even imagine, but they mm-hmm. haven't spoken about it because right. like, like my great grandmother, it's, taboo. it's yeah. taboo. She, she had like no friends. She lived in her own little world. She, she just did all this weird stuff and kept herself isolated She's and sheltered easier. because it's, cause it's scary mm-hmm. you to, to be like, um, Hey, I have this thing. And then people, you know, want to kill you. Or whatever, you know, take you and put you into a padded cell. Well, and especially if you use the allegory of like the radio or the flashlight, like
1: you know this, but my sister and my father do not have the ability at all. Mm -hmm. So my mother and I do. And when we were growing up, we lived in a house with three different entities. And uh, my mother and I experienced them all the time. And we would all be four be in the same room. My mother and I would be able to hear it. And the other two, my dad and my sister, had no. They could not, no matter how hard they tried, hear it. Mm-hmm. They don't have a flashlight. Yeah. yeah, like me and my mom were like, "You don't hear that." Like yeah, we would be so able to loud. describe to each other. Yeah, and they. And the thing is, is like, of course, if you're in the same room with someone and you don't hear it, you're gonna think they're cockadoodle doo. Like right. you're yeah. gonna think that they're a little <gasps>
0: cuckoo cuckoo yeah. because you're not. You don't have the ability. To hear it Yeah or And you've also it. been told So many times That that means That you're crazy mm-hmm. That Yeah You know Exactly
1: So we talked about It definitely could be In the genes Because your brain Could literally be Developed in a way that helps you
2: uh,
1: understand these things. Yeah. But also this could explain why sometimes after a traumatic brain injury, people will report having psychic or paranormal abilities. It's not because they're crazy now. It's because, you know, have you ever had a radio and then you smack it
2: yep.
1: <laughs> and it starts working better? <laughs> then it kicks Or in. like you have a traumatic brain injury, your prism is shaped differently. Yeah, like they was altered. not crazy. Mm-hmm. Something happened where your actual radio was able to receive signals. So finally, I'm going to get to like actual studies and experiments and some of their results. There have been successful experiments that prove psychic behavior. There have also been a ton of experiments that do not. So if we're thinking of the prism radio flashlight collective consciousness way, the failures can experience Be explained simply by the fact that it entirely depends on the experimenters on whether or not the experiment is successful. Mm -hmm. If it's a collective consciousness, if it has to do with our consciousness, like connecting to another person, if the person who is either being read or is conducting an experiment is somehow blocking it off. There's nothing that psychic can do. Right. Psychics can't see the future. Yeah. What they can see, what they can connect with is another consciousness. So that's why like it's like, oh, if you're psychic, like tell me who's gonna win the game on Saturday. It's like, well, I don't know who's gonna win. No one knows that. Right.
0: No, and also that's that's entirely changeable. Yeah. That's changeable, you know, 100%. with every
1: millisecond. Yeah. Why don't you guess the lottery? It's random numbers. Right. Like no one chose the lottery numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. able to see that. It's yep. random in the moment and it can change at any second. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, if the person conducting the test puts an apple in the box and walks away thinking orange, 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 the psychic would think that there's an orange, not an apple. It's not because they can see through the box. It's because they can't connect to the consciousness. Mm. So psychics can't see through stuff.
2: Right. But psychics might know
1: what's like, I might know what's happening on the other side of that wall, not because I can see through the wall, but because I'm connecting to Ryan, my neighbor. Right. And I'm able to. It's the
2: person. It's the consciousness. It's the person and the consciousness.
1: And like you said, when people are closed off. Yeah. Like, if someone yeah, is I've had people skeptic. that are like
0: that are like w- read me, and I'm just like, whoa, I can't read this person. I wonder why. But then I've also had people be like, I went on a date one time. It was like a Tinder, Bumble date or whatever. And I was telling this guy what was going on, and he was like, Oh, could you do reading for me right now? And I was like, Um, I don't. I'm not gonna read like a romantic potential romantic match because that would kind of like ruin everything. But then <laughs> I did. <laughs> and, and and but and I didn't tell I didn't tell did. him. Right. And and then they said he's not over his ex-girlfriend. And I was like, Huh, Ooh. okay. I'm not gonna hang out with you again. Yeah, good to know. You know? Call me when you're so, over truly. Yeah. It like, it's yeah. <laughs> interesting because I've had like that happen multiple times. It'd be like, read me and I'm like, No, mm. I'm good. You know no. Pay sex. me. Right. Yeah.
1: Also Can you see money? money. <laughs> Yeah. So this would also explain why psychics can sometimes predict the future in terms of things happening, but like I said, can't guess things like lottery numbers or games because that is something that's always changing. Mm-hmm. So they can't actually see the future, but they're connecti- connected consciously with others and therefore can predict things like murders, terrorist attacks, pregnancies, weddings. It's not because they can see the future, it's because... Someone's planning a wedding. Yeah. And they know that. Mhm. And the spirit guide or or whatever it is, if you don't want to call it a spirit guide, the whatever the energy energy is connecting to your consciousness is telling you a potential outcome of the wedding. Yep. It's not for sure. Yep. But it's a potential outcome. Sometimes right. they're right, and sometimes they're wrong. Mm-hmm. This is actually a fun consciousness fact. <laughs> there is a syndrome. Have you ever heard of split brain? No, no. Oh, boy, oh boy. Okay, so it's when the corpus callosum. Callosum. Thank you. Corpus <laughs> awesome.
0: That's the the thing that attaches the two yes, brain. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The two hemispheres. Uh-huh. Corpus callosum. Yeah. Thank it's you. It's bigger on um, women. That's why we can compartmentalize, or we can um, multitask, and we can't compartmentalize. And for men it's smaller, so they're better at compartmentalizing things. Ah, that's that's fascinating. That is. I can from wait till Joe when gets I did college. I know, so I'm I can't wait to go talk to Alex. And so,
2: Alex cannot multitask. Yeah. He can only do oh, like Joe one thing at either. a time. Joe's a nightmare. Yeah. I love you,
1: Joe. Um, love you so much. <laughs> love you so, much. Love you. <laughs> so that's when this this tissue, this area that's connecting the two hemispheres of the brain is severed. Now, this is a um, a procedure. This isn't something you're born with. This is a procedure. Ooh. And it's performed on people. And honestly, it's not done much anymore because it's too barbaric. severe.
2: It sounds um, awful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But it's performed, it used to be performed on people with severe epilepsy,
2: people oh. that like
1: couldn't live and their seizures were so bad that it was, it was potentially deadly. Yeah. So they would disconnect the two hemispheres of, of the, the brain. brain. Uh, the result of having a split brain, however, make it so that each hemisphere will have its own separate perception and impulses Whoa. to act. Ooh. I wonder if Ted Bundy had that. Do Right? write? Ugh,
2: probs. <laughs> probs props, <laughs> props, uh, with a Z.
1: So, for example, and these are severe cases. This is not in all cases. Hi, baby. This is not in all so cases. Sweet. For example, one patient, when he would dress himself, he sometimes would pull his pants up with one hand and down with the other because one side of his hemisphere wanted his pants off and the other. One oh his my God, on. that's um, so funny
2: and weird. Oh, that
0: sounds challenging
1: this yes this is super rare um usually if a conflict arises one hemisphere overrides the other even if they aren't connected um Mostly, it affects visuals and speech. For example, a patient uh, if a patient is shown an image only in the left half of each eye's visual field, they cannot vocally name what they have seen because the image seen in the left visual field is sent only to the right side of the brain, and most people's speech control center is on the left side of the brain. Oh, so they would see they an image, they would know what it is, but their speech, like they wouldn't be able to say it wow. because it's on different, those two processes happen on different hemispheres of the brain.
2: That so, is That's nuts.
1: crazy. But, because there are basically two halves of the brain performing almost separately in split brain patients, scientists theorize that the person should have two separate consciousnesses. Consciousness. Conscious is conscious night nigh? We're going to say conscious so. night nigh. Just because it's fun. I don't think it's good.
2: correct, but I enjoy <laughs> conscious night.
1: So that's what they theorized, but that's not what happens at all? There is one unified consciousness present in each hemisphere, which is actually more evidence pointing to the fact that consciousness is not generated or created by our brains, yeah. but right? By something somewhere else, else. something yeah. outside, totally separate. And that could be—I s- am one to believe that it, because of the the c- collective consciousness, because of intuition, because of um, of mediumship. Essentially, because of those abilities, I tend to believe that our consciousness is actually not inside our bodies mm-hmm. as much as it is literally yeah. something it's our exterior hi- yeah. that is like sending signals, mm-hmm. which you would higher call yeah. a higher self. So that's the science side. It's mm-hmm. literally your consciousness. And right. some people are able to utilize that in a different way, communicate in a different way. But if you're religious, you can literally think of it as your consciousness Being your soul. Mm -hmm. So your soul is not your brain. Mm -hmm. Like we know that. Our soul isn't. We're not just a brain. Technically we are just like a brain in a skin suit walking around. But your soul is that energy that is able to communicate Mm -hmm. with other energies outside yourself. I have one more scientific experiment. It's on my phone. This is an actual scientific study that was done that was super fascinating While researchers don't necessarily believe that uh, when it comes to psychics that mediums are communicating with the deceased or foreseeing the future, they do agree that something is going on in their brain when a medium is in a trance state or when a medium is working, essentially, Mm -hmm. that none of them have an answer as to exactly what is going on. But it is being studied and it it does cause physiological changes in your body. So something is happening. Mm -hmm. um, And that's a fact. There was a study done, I believe it was in 2012, uh, where 10 mediums, five were experienced and five were amateur, um, Mm -hmm. like have been doing it for less baby mediums. They were doing it for less than like 10 years. Okay. And they were injected with a radioactive tracer to, which sounds like, Horrifying? And really scary? I,
2: I want no part of that. Uh,
1: to capture their brain activity during normal writing and during the practice of psychography, which involves allegedly channeling uh, written communication from the other side while in a trance. This is also known as automatic writing, mm-hmm. um, where you, if listeners don't know, it's where you kind of like clear your mind and just write, 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 write. And then all of a sudden, you might channel something that writes through you, yeah, like okay. essentially. So the subjects were scanned using SPECT, which is Single Photon Emission Computed Tomography, okay, to highlight the areas of the brain that are active and inactive during the practice. The mediums ranged from 15 to 47 years of automatic writing experience, performing up to 18 psychographies per month. All were right-handed in good mental health and not currently using psychiatric drugs. This was just noted because it's a scientific experiment. And you have to have like control. Right. Control, Yeah. All reported that during the study, they were able to reach their usual trance-like state during the task. So they were all able to do what they usually do when they're doing this psychography. So what happened was... The experienced psychographers showed lower levels of activity in the left hippocampus, which is the limbic system, right superior temporal gyrus.
0: What? Ah, okay. Yeah, definitely. And the frontal <laughs> sure, lobe sure. regions
1: mm-hmm. of the brain when compared to their normal non trance writing. The frontal lobe area is basically responsible for everything that makes us an advanced species reasoning, planning, generating language, movement, problem solving, etc. So, lower activity in that area meant that the mediums were experiencing reduced focus, yeah, lessened self-awareness and fuzzy consciousness during this these tests during the psychography. With the less experienced mediums, the exact opposite occurred. More activity was examined in those areas, which the, the people conducting the test concluded that it probably meant they were trying really hard yeah. as opposed yeah. to the more experienced just being able to like completely yeah. let it go. Right. Yeah. The interesting part came in the writing samples um, that were given at the end. The samples that were produced were analyzed And it was found that the complexity scores for the psychographed content were higher than those for the control writing across the board for every single participant.
2: Wow.
1: So in particular, the more experienced mediums showed higher complexity scores, which typically would require more activity in the frontal and temporal lobes. But the exact opposite happened. Uh, It should have with that amount of activity happening in their frontal lobe, it should have made them vague and unfocused, basically being just garbage, Mm -hmm. like obtuse and like nonsensical garbage. Like, um, and. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No one knows why. They all agree that something neurophysiological is going on, but they don't know what it means. Okay. So there is scientific proof that something is happening in mediums' bodies, uh-huh. when they are obtaining this information, mm-hmm. but we are not at the point where they can determine what that thing what exactly is, it is. what is yeah. happening. But the thing is, is like it's it's because we don't know what consciousness is, mm-hmm. right? We it all know comes it down, down to that. that, yeah. But no scientist has ever been able to say, "There it is, mm-hmm. that's what it is." Here is how it works, yeah, because they don't know. So anyways, that's kind of the science that has been done when it comes to... There's been a lot of scientific testing. Most of it has been inconclusive. But like I said, I think that it really relies on... So the studies that have been positive have been done by believers. Mm -hmm. And the studies that have been negative have been done by Mm non-believers. And I think that... That has a lot to do with what we talked about, where yeah. it has to do with connecting consciousness. Mm-hmm.
0: But also, like you know, this is a little bit more of an advanced, um, like spiritual topic. But so there's the energy that cre- that that makes life, that makes you know ev- that makes us be alive. That is mm-hmm. all around us, and you can manipulate that that energy to produce outcomes um so if you say like if you believe wholeheartedly that something is going to happen and you're just like i know it i know it's going to happen you can manipulate the energy you know to create that outcome that you want so if somebody is going into an experiment and they say i know that this is true i know that this is true i know that this is true and then they do the experiment they might get the outcome that they want more easily than if they go into the experiment they go this is bullshit i'm gonna prove this wrong i know this is wrong i know it in my heart wholeheartedly and they can <laughs> manipulate the energy to make the outcome that they want mm-hmm. so it's like even like they're per- they're using the like spiritual energy to create their disproving of Psychics mm-hmm. by Manipulating the like the energy Of the situation
1: that's why I think A lot of these studies should be done By people who um, Are sociopaths and have no opinion
2: Exactly yep. <laughs> or,
1: or That's actually very true Like <laughs> no connections should be done By people who don't know what they're testing
2: Ooh. Oh yeah
1: Yes going so in blind So you tell them that they're like oh we're, uh, Like w- what are the effects on the brain Doing complex math but really they're in a meditative trance and they are they're channeling energy so you know what i mean right. like yeah. don't let the testers know what they're even testing yeah that's and so see
0: what results you good. get i yeah. love like
2: that that's a genius idea yeah and i mean
0: like it's all it's all human creation anyway trying to explain something that is that is like non human
1: yeah or that is totally human but just not discovered yet yeah yeah most scientists now believe that we do have a sixth sense like 100 percent. we have a sixth sense right our sixth sense is our intuition Mm -hmm. and just like i can't see for shit i have horrible vision people have better vision than me people have better intuition than other people and all intuition might be is like
2: I do so you see sorry. me being attacked? Me? <laughs> She's kissing you on the lips. She tried to eat my hair and then tried <laughs> to eat the microphone. Well, <laughs> like, what do
1: you want? Just let her. One thing that I found that I just wanted to discuss with you guys cuz I think it's really fascinating. I wanted to look up some crimes solved by mediums and um there were there are mediums that work directly with the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem with that is and I'm sure you can attest to this is that Like I said, like, it's not that you can see the past and the future. It's that you are connecting with energies, spirits, consciousness, whatever word you want to use for Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And their messages might not be so straightforward. Mm -hmm. Like John did it.
2: Yeah. Like, right.
1: Or like the body's here. It you can relay the message, but that doesn't mean that whatever gave you the message is honest. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that whatever gave you the message is is accurate, right. I don't know there's just too much it has been done mm-hmm. crimes have been solved a hundred times over using psychics and mediums. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. But people have also been potentially like falsely imprisoned because of psychics. Like, Oh, my daughter came to me and told me her husband killed her. And then it's like, like literally people have been put away in jail because someone's mom had a dream. Yeah. Yeah, It's dangerous. It's a dangerous line. And also like, I get why you wouldn't like the police are paid with, american tax dollars you know like you don't want to have you don't want to be using everyone's money on something that that people might not believe in but if it does help solve a problem you know you want to know you do want to know where your loved one is yeah i
1: think it's a really great tool that can be utilized as long as we still have due process
2: Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah that's like the big thing yeah
1: So, Melanie, um, this case actually comes from right here in Burbank, California. Hello. Back in 1980, a 31-year-old nurse named Melanie was on her way to work. Witnesses saw two men abduct her, forcing their way into her truck while she was waiting at a stoplight. When she failed to turn up for a shift, the police were called because she was... Everyone who, like disappears and doesn't show up. She would never miss out. I feel like I'd like people to say that about me, but like I'm as well. She's probably asleeping. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
2: yeah. Someone would be like, Lauren's just just asleep and ditching work. That's what happened.
1: So by the next morning they found her truck. It was burned and her nurse's uniform, but there was no sign of her. The police were stumped. Um, two days later, a 32-year-old shipping clerk named Etta Smith heard about Melanie's disappearance on the radio and about the house searches that the police were conducting. And immediately, despite not having any prior knowledge of the case, she thought to herself, she's not in a house. And as soon as they, the thought crossed her mind, she claims that she had a vision. She said, this is how she described her vision, that it was like a movie. It was very, very clear, a canyon and a curving road, shrubbery, hills in the backdrop, and a dirt path leading to something white. Etta believed that the white may have been Melanie's body. She didn't know the name of the place, but she felt like she knew the way to the location. She did not consider herself to be a psychic. She was not a working medium, but she still went to the police because she just felt, So compelled to share She must have felt so strong That
2: it's like hey this has to be told Especially
1: like hearing them saying like we're searching all the Houses on this block and like immediately Thinking it's it's not a house Man, That for me would be like Okay some I have something's Going on the detective She spoke to felt that she was Very credible she had a top Security clearance at the aerospace Plant that she worked in She was a mother like she was just She wasn't you know, just like she wasn't some random. She wasn't like the, the street, yeah, being the like church lady. Where, He's you know, always like right. fire and brimstone, and I- yeah, I there
2: heard you know. it from Jesus. <laughs> so he decided to
1: work with her. Etta pinpointed the area that she believed Melanie's body would be found on a map. Etta's recurring vision and overwhelming urge to look for her prompted her to go search the area with a few family members Ooh. the next day, without waiting for the police because Ooh. they weren't going.
2: Damn, get it.
1: When she got closer to the area, she started to experience what she called a trauma, like an overwhelming burst of emotional pain. Her daughter was actually the one who noticed the white nursing shoes coming out from a bush. So the white Yikes. in her vision was not the body,
2: was the but shoes. the shoes.
1: The autopsy of Melanie's body determined that she had been raped and beaten to death after she was robbed and stripped naked. Naturally, and I don't know why this... Storyteller used this word naturally because it's not natural to me. Suspicion fell upon Etta (laughs) as she was arrested. Yeah, she passed. It sucks,
2: but it's like I I I get that to an extent. Yeah, they're like, why did you know this? Yeah, Yeah. why did
1: you know exactly where her body was, ma'am? Sucks though. She passed a polygraph test. Um. After several hours of in- interrogation, she also failed a polygraph test.
2: Oh, no. They
1: then thought she didn't do it, but that she knew who did and was faking this
2: Thing. story yeah. for
1: financial gain. Although I don't really know what financial gain they were referring to. Yeah. Seeing as she, like, did not advertise this. She just went to the police, but it's fine. And no money was ever offered. There wasn't, like, a reward.
2: Yeah.
1: So... Nevertheless, she was formally charged with murder. Whoa, Whoa.
0: shut the fuck up. Etta. But
1: shortly after, she was charged. A police informant heard one of the actual killers bragging about the murder in his neighborhood. 3 separate men were arrested, a 17-year-old, a 20-year-old, and a 21-year-old. So they were just kids Very that young. did this. They are currently still in prison. And as far as I know, Edda has never had visions like this again, or maybe she just doesn't fucking tell anyone because the yeah. last time she did she, she got, got charged, charged with, with murder, murder. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's Lord. the same thing with the fox sisters where it's like she could have visions every day now yeah. that she like recognizes she's like, nope, she's like never happened again zipped yeah. up i am yeah. not telling Sometimes anybody. it's more
2: dangerous to share your talent she was yeah. literally
1: charged there was no evidence against her but she was charged with murder because she was the cops had like no idea and edda was like all of a sudden this woman shows up and it's like i know where the body is and yeah. i can show it to you if you let me
2: right so that's and I think they're just to say the reason I've heard of this I'm pretty positive it was on one of the eight million true crime podcasts that I listened to because that all sounded familiar (laughs) I was like why have I heard this girl's name okay anyway speaking of dead bodies yeah
0: so (laughs) I uh I was hiking a couple weeks ago in the Angeles National Forest and this was all kind of very I was okay I was hanging out with a guy that I met um in this club that I'm in, Ooh. and oh, that's um, very secretive. Are yeah. you a
1: Freemason? It's called no, oh, no,
0: dang it, it's a different kind <laughs> <of>. Illuminati. <laughs> anyway, so I met him, and we like we're we're just we're like. Friendly and we're like, let's go hiking. Cool, let's go hiking. So we go to the Angeles National Forest. I've never really, I've never hung out with this guy before, you know. So we're driving and and we weren't looking for a trail specifically. And and he was like, oh, like this looks like a good place. Stop here. And I was like, okay, I'll stop in the next the next like turnout. So we stop at the turnout, park my car, we kind of just go into the the forest area and there's no trail we're just wandering through the forest and then we find like a clearing and we sat down and we just like hung out and um ate food and stuff and i was sitting there and then he walked my my
1: kind of hike
0: yeah (laughs) and we (laughs) walked and 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 he found a creek bed and he this was like right after that first part of the rain Mm -hmm. um before this last most recent part of the rain <laughs> so, so much not, rain it, in yeah. los so angeles rain. lately i don't know if you guys heard but it's raining anyway so he was like let's follow the creek bed and see if anything cool washed out because it's raining yeah and blah 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 so we're following the creek bed and it comes up to a culvert which is like one of those giant storm drains that you can like walk through yeah okay. and so yeah, i those like, are fun i was like let's go like stand on the precipice where it is and then we like went and i could see on the other side that there was like a trail on the other side or like you know there was um there's something on the other side so we i was like let's walk through and so we started walking through and we were like making jokes and i was like what if we just walk through a portal where like now it's like back to being the bernstein bears and it's not the bernstein bears anymore <laughs> <laughs> and like so we were just like laughing and talking and like walking he's like oh this side's creepy and i was like oh it's just as creepy as every all the others the other side too and we're walking and then he looks down and he goes that's a human skull oh And I look down and I go, oh yeah, oh, oh. Oh my God. It like really clicked. I was like, oh, that is a human skull. And he was like, it was so, it looked like a prop from a movie. And I have a lot of friends that have many skull items around in their houses, like, you know, here me um, yes. For instance, so I have seen these things around so frequently that that it just kind of didn't like phase me at all. I feel like I would be the same. Yeah, but I, I see like them I so much like, as uh, decor. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, being in Los Angeles, you're like, well, is that a movie prop that's yeah, just left here? Sure. So so my friend like picked it up to look at it, and we we're like, oh no, that is a person's head, and there's teeth in it. And oh stuff. no. Um, and so we put oh. it down, and then right next to it, there's a pair of pants. They were, like, all, like, just destroyed and shredded up, and then a couple feet away, there was, like, another bleached white bone, and these things were so bleached white that it was, like, they clearly have never been buried, they've clearly been out there for a long-ass time, and so... We're like, we need to get the fuck out of here and we need to go find someone to tell. And it was like during the furlough, during the government shutdown. So it's like we couldn't no even one find people. So then we had to go run around finding stuff. And he was like, he knows that I'm a medium. And he was like, did you get anything? And and my first initial impression was that there was no violence associated with this. Like that this person came out here to like end their own life. Like they came out here and they killed themselves in some way. And I have had... I've been in places where people have been murdered before and it's a really distinctive violent like energy mark that you can just kind of feel or I smell blood or I'll like get scratches on my body and and I can tell that someone's been harmed. Uh Um, In this case, I didn't get that impression at all. And then, you know, we like went and found the police and did the whole thing and waited around and blah 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 and then they they confirmed that it was in fact a a human skull and you know we left and and they're still investigating the whole thing but that night when I got home I went to sleep and I had the first dream I had I was sleeping on my back and somebody laid on top of me and i could feel them lay on top of me and then i looked at them and he was a young man he had sandy blonde hair it was in a crew cut he was wearing a green military uniform and i tried to hug him in my dream because i thought he was like handsome and then he like (laughs) pushed me away Mm -hmm. and then later on that night i like had turned over and i was sleeping on my stomach and i felt somebody completely lay down on top of me to the point where it like I comp- I woke up and I was like, "Oh my God, can I? Someone's move- in my can apartment. I move? Like yeah. somebody's not just in my apartment. Someone's laying on me. Yeah, and like I made sure I could move. And because I've had these experiences for like my whole life, I knew that it was just a spirit like laying on top of me. And then also prior to going to sleep that night, there was somebody who I could see that was standing next to me, and he was like. Older, he's really skinny, he's kind of dirty, had stringy hair, like, kind of baggy, pa- like, clothing, and he just seemed very confused. And then he, like, reverted back into, like, the young consciousness that there was, like, the um, soldier spirit. That yeah, I- the handsome, mm-hmm. sandy blonde. And then, um, so... Because he laid on me twice, I think he was confused about like being dead and like was like trying to lay on me to like be inside of a person's body. Like, oh, I know I'm supposed to be in a body. Is this the one I'm supposed to be? Is this where I'm supposed to be? He was really confused. And so then later on, I started talking with him and asking him, like, are you associated with this like skull that I found? And it was like, yes, no one ever found me. I like he had PTSD. He was in a war. I asked him what war. He said he didn't want to talk about it. He was like ashamed of the war. He didn't want to talk about what war it was. And then I like based on his uniform, I think it could have been. um, I I think it could have been Vietnam, but it could have been prior to that also. And he, so I, working with him, I I told him that I would cross him over because he hadn't been crossed over because no one ever found him. And he was just really excited that someone found him. And then I asked him like, because when I cross people over, sometimes I'll give them some type of like ceremonial thing. And I asked him, what do you want for your, what do you want for your ceremony? And he said, I want fried chicken and a beer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And I don't uh, consume either of those things. So, um, (laughs) so I, that was, we were going, I was going to do it with my friend who I found the skull with. And then. A series of other insane events happened that prevented me from getting the fried chicken and the beer, but I did end up crossing him over and he just patiently like waited around to the point where my roommate was like, "Um, hey, did you cross over that guy? And I was like, oh no, I, f- I haven't done it yet. And she's like, yeah, he's like um bothering me. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, okay I'll, I'll cross go, him over. He's then, bugging me. He's really sweet, though. He wasn't like weird or creepy or mean yeah. or anything. And like one night, he was just standing like in my doorway, just like staring at me. And I, and I was like, all right, do you want to wait for the fried chicken and the beer or do you want to just do it right now? And he's like, let's just do it right now. So then i i crossed him over then and then i've since talked to the detectives and they i didn't want to tell them oh you should look in military records like for dental records because if you're in the military you probably have dental records and i'm like you should look in the military dental records but also like i don't know anything you don't want to be like etta yeah, I don't right? want them to be like, "Why do you know who yeah. this like?" But also, like, he's clearly like that person's clearly been dead for like probably oh, longer long than time. I've even been alive. Yeah, I
1: was gonna say it's not like yeah, you don't I don't think they'd be pinning the murder, anything but they would on you. Definitely, yeah, be like, "Why do you know like, di- like yeah. where did you get it, this they would skull think from?"
0: You know, so um, so I didn't say that to them, but um, they did say that they will. Uh, that when they find out who it is, that we will get to know who it is. So I am looking forward to yeah. knowing who it is, so I can like corroborate my yeah. experience. You're like, wait, that yeah. was the guy. Yeah, yeah. To see. I mean, regardless, there was somebody who followed me home and yep. tried to like lay on me a bunch of times and like wanted <laughs> me, <for> sure <laughs> wanted happened. my attention. um And also, when we were there with the police, they said we said oh my god we found this body and blah blah, blah 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 and they were like oh that's like really close to the one we found 2 months ago and like they find bodies all the fucking time over there because there's like gang executions i guess yeah, so just that's like the place the to do Angeles it. National Forest is just like full of dead bodies but oh, also this is like my experience with that so like he kind of told me who he is told me what he what he was and what he experienced in his life and And that no one ever found him and that he ended his own life and and, like he was in the military and all this stuff. But it's like, I'm not going to share that information. No, no, no. Wait for for that information to come to you. (laughs) Yeah, that's their job.
1: I do have a theory about why places in which murders happen are so severe. And it is, I mean, it's something we've talked about before about um, lasting energies Mm -hmm. and how they sort of like especially very strong emotional energies mm-hmm. will leave an imprint on a place that's why so many um like mental institutions mm-hmm. have are residual haunted stuff. And, yeah and residually haunted mm-hmm. because the horrors that took place there are are team too much yeah yeah so when a murder happens it's not just that a death happened obviously
0: no yeah i totally agree
1: but and it's not just one person; it's, the e- two. it's both. Yeah. Yeah. Because one person is experiencing extreme anger or, or
0: like a psychotic break, a
1: psychotic mm-hmm. break, and the other person is experiencing pain and fear yeah. of what's happening. So, and like adrenaline and, and fighting, adrenaline and all there's, fighting. there's so, so much energy that's so left so behind, much yeah. that it's, it's dark. Like, yeah. Yeah. none of it's good yeah I mean I guess the person that's having a psychotic break might be having a good time but you know what I mean like none of it's (laughs) yeah 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 none of the energy is good no no and it's different I mean you know if you you visit a place where someone's killed themselves like that is very hard that's a lot of sorrow that's a lot of um, you know that's a lot of bad feelings for Mm -hmm. for one person yeah Mm -hmm. but it's one specific feeling yeah and it's one individual. Yeah. And it's not the parade of feelings. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's yeah, what I sure. that's
0: like what I that was my impression because yeah. I have been in I hike in another place where two women were murdered a couple years ago and you can feel that there. Yeah. And I have one of my ex boyfriends lived in this um, in this house that as soon as I walk in, I get my whole body feels itchy and I, sm- I smell blood. And I'm like, it smells like rotting human beings in here. Do you smell that? And then no one else smells it. I'm like, I can't be in here. I just can't be in here. It's like, it's just so potent. But then also at the same time, it's like, I see energy in my apartment from, you know, me having like a really excited moment where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And I was like sitting in that chair and I was so excited in this, and I just like exploded with this energy and I can like see it, you know, I can see the energy. It, it looks like someone wearing an invisibility cloak. Where it just like there's a shift in the room. Yeah, yeah. And it's like so. It's like that That's stuff cool. is just is it's everywhere. It could be belonging to living people. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the like murder has such a like violence. Yeah, has such a distinctive stamp that I, that I just didn't feel that way about this this person. Yeah, you could tell that yeah. it wasn't. I mean, who knows? Right. I could be completely wrong. Yeah, but, but you didn't I'm get usually the not from that. wrong. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I'm
1: usually
2: yeah. Very I'm uh, right. usually
0: correct. <laughs> yeah. I
2: also have another question. Did Mm -hmm. you say this was your first time hanging out with that guy and you chose to go into dead body forest? Yeah. Yeah. You were very trusting in that moment. What if he was taking you there to murder you?
0: Um, well, Um, I don't. This is a real question. (laughs) Well, I like, I'm just not afraid of, of that kind of stuff because like, first of all, I don't believe that my personal energy or vi- frequency or vibration is, is aligned to being with somebody who would be that way. Okay. Um, like, so I don't, i can i don't like match up with a person like i wouldn't be like hey let's hang out murderer yeah you know um you get a good enough
2: read on even
0: if i yeah even if i did you know like that would be what i what when i chose this body in this lifetime that would be what i had agreed upon prior to going into my body would be i'm going to get murdered in this life because that's the lesson i'm going to learn in this life i'm going to learn what that is like good outlook But I also like, I don't feel afraid of that stuff because I've like, it's like I've lived a million lives. I'm going to live more lives. I've been murdered before. I've killed people before. It's like, I'm just in this life as this person and whatever happens, it's like for the greater good of humanity. So that's fine. It's if I'm supposed, supposed to get to murdered happen. in a, but it's like, also I don't really think that that's, if, if I have this <laughs> ability to be like help. helping people heal themselves and like gain consciousness and, and become it close with spirit. And it does not seem like would, that's your, you know, you know, no, I don't path. think
2: that's your way I mean, out. At least
0: not yet.
1: Right. <laughs> right <laughs> Maybe. I'm just yet. getting
0: started. Yeah.
1: yeah. I have a question as well. Cool. Do you remember any of your past lives?
0: Yeah, I do. I have um, – I did three past life – actually, I technically, I've, I've experienced five. But I did recently – not that recently, but I did past life regressions three times. Not on – I didn't want to I – I wasn't like, I'm going to do past life regression. I was simply like meditating, doing some – you know, ritual stuff that is my personal, like, religious practice that, where I work with my ancestors and my guides. And I, they brought me into three past lives. The first one was, um, I was 14 years old. I was with my cousin. We were both 14 years old. We we're in probably the 15 or 1600s, uh, maybe, in, maybe the 1400s. It was, in, it was in Europe, I think it was like in England, and, or something like that. And we were held for like, probably two weeks in like jail or whatever and then we were bound back to back together and burned alive by like our f- fathers basically and we were cousins and i remember oh, us holding hands while we were bound together like while we were dying basically but i remember like that was um so, it was such a painful, psychologically painful experience because we were children and we didn't understand what we had done wrong. Yeah. Like, we didn't know we did anything wrong and then we were also held for many days and we were just very confused and I just remember being in the moment of, like, dying and, and also seeing the people looking at, at us with with this look of, like, ju- like justification. Like, they were like, oh, good, we're, we're getting rid of these, like, bad girls or bad people or whatever. And... I just remember being like, is this really? Like, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't Mm -hmm. believe that I was going to die. And I just cried and cried and cried. And then I like came back to, and the person that I was with, that I was bound with is, is one of my good friends in this lifetime. And I, I texted her and I said I just did a past life regression and you were in it and she and she said I know what you're talking about and she she like said we're we're this age we do this and this and this and we're cousins and I said yeah that's what I got too oh wow so she she like um she had received she had the also same. experienced well that. as soon as I told her she probably connected with my consciousness and was able to pick up that, right. that information but she also felt the same way and then the second one that I had was really good I was like. It was, I was like a Viking person. Fucking and, um, awesome. Yeah. I was. Cool. I was like a general of an army and it was a long time ago and I was sitting in a circle with all these men and we had all this gear on and I was speaking in like some Norse language and the weird thing was I was a female and I was the general, but I was a female. I was in a huh. female body. And then um, I remember fighting. I remember different seasons and seeing like the green, seeing like the snow. And then um, again, it was green. And then I looked down and I saw blood and I had been like stabbed in my stomach. And I remember dying and I was like being held by one of my um, like teammates or whatever the fuck you call it. I don't know army people army friend. army friend army people army friend. buddy and he was holding <laughs> me and i remember i felt so happy and like so excited and and justified and like i'm going to go to like valhalla. heaven, valhalla and i'm and i just felt like i did the right thing and i just felt so righteous about being able to die that way and it was yeah. like such a positive death and then i died and then they like had me on this um this like st- like stretcher type thing there were flowers all around me and they were like parading me through the town and everybody was like cheering and crying because they're so happy for me that I got to go to Valhalla mm-hmm. and so the juxtaposition of those two deaths right back to back because this all happened in one night of back to back experiences was like look at this like this horrible death and it was so awful and it took me some time to get back to be like okay I'm here I'm here I'm here I'm not in that life and then the second death was like oh so nice so peaceful and then the third death was very fast and and shitty and it was like I was in like a hall it was in like spain and there were there was like a big hall where everybody was eating dinner and we were all sitting around we were all wearing white and then these people came in and just stabbed everybody and there's just blood everywhere Ooh. and we just blood and every, it was just so quick like you didn't even have a chance to process what was going on It was like a school shooting almost yeah yeah, yeah except massacre. like a bunch of dudes with swords and so when i came back out of that one it was kind of like look at these ways that you've had to live in the past and like because I have a tendency to be depressed and I have depression Mm -hmm. in this life. They're like, you're not going to be persecuted. You're not going to be burned at the stake. You're not going to be stabbed with a spear. You're not going to be sliced up in a, you know, with all your friends and family. Like you're not going to have these horrible things happen to you. So like, chill out on your yeah. like on your yeah. being so forlorn like yeah this right. is the, this is Take like here's easy. some perspective this for is the you. easiest lifetime yeah. you've had and then i had one other one where i was like a dude in peru and i just was like up in the mountains and i remember looking down and seeing my feet and then i had another one where i was a midwife in um like the 1600s in new england wow and i um saved my friend's baby it was weird i was like in love with this guy and he was married to this woman and i was giving her child or like giving birth to her child and and she was dying and i saved her and then like i went out and i told him that she was going to be okay and we were both like happy but also like sad because we like wanted to be together but we couldn't because of like the class situation or something Mm. i don't know (laughs) so these are like the weird past life regressions and like i also am pretty skeptical myself so i don't I'm not like, and then we went to the waterfalls and then what else do I want to have happen? And I had a crown and what else (laughs) do I want to have happen? It's like, I don't like that shit. I feel like I don't want to be somebody who's just full of shit going around talking about fantasy bullshit and then like tricking people into like spirituality because it's like fun. So, so I, I work really hard at like when I have those experiences to be, I don't use my mind at all. Mm
1: -hmm. yeah like i'm just well you also don't want to have you know fake experiences with yourself too because i think you can very easily trick yourself in those situations especially like me with where i'm at where it's like if i have a a vision or a dream that seems too real to be um like i'll tell you about this another time because we're totally out of time but um, (laughs) there was a dream that I had where something happened and I woke up completely sobbing Mm -hmm. I was uh, on the bathroom floor naked sobbing my boyfriend at the time had to come in he thought someone died he thought I got a phone call that someone had died because it was so traumatic in those instances I make sure I write down everything I remember Mm yeah but There are just so many times where, like, I might have a really, like, powerful dream, Mm -hmm. but I don't get that same, like, physical reaction. Yeah. But I'm still, like, am I just wanting this to be something that's happened? Yeah. Or, or, I I don't know. Or is it real and yeah. how yeah. would I know Yeah, definitely for sure
0: yeah I I'm, I'm I'm with you on that and that's like for my own channeling for myself and for like my visions and for like my things I'm I'm really skeptical about it I'm like but how do I know this is true like I argue with guides or with whoever's communicating with me I'm like how do I know that I'm not just making this up and they're like you trust your channel for everyone else why don't you trust it for yourself and I'm mm. like because I don't because I just have to be in control, <laughs> right? You know, like so. I'm like pretty. I've been always very skeptical, and that's why it's like the way that I talk about this shit is like I try to make it so that it's like understandable for people who are like, that sounds crazy. That
1: sounds crazy yeah. because okay, I agree. Well, let me you know? talk to yeah. you about it in a way that you will understand yeah. so mm-hmm. then
0: that's like the workshop that I'm doing which yes, I'll just talk about we, real quick <laughs> we have to plug this
1: what is it called
0: again so I'm doing a workshop it's called everyone is a channel part one the basics of spirituality and it's for people who kind of have maybe been atheistic or curious about spirituality but haven't had it presented in a way that makes sense Um, so in this way I just talk about like the very basic principles of spirituality in like a simple down-to-earth way. I have material that I'm going to be giving out. All of the information is channeled. And I'm also going to make some suggestions for like a really basic but beneficial spiritual practice that you can have at home. So it's really just – if you're into spirituality and you're like really advanced on that stuff, you probably won't want to – this is probably not something you. This is for the basics. Mm-hmm. This is for people who are like, I don't get it. I've What the been fuck fascinated. is sage for? Yeah. Why, what crystals are bullshit? Yeah. Why, like, what is this? Like, Which is so many people, you know, and <laughs> because we, we all deserve to have the relationship with ourself that is like higher, you know, mm-hmm. that so that we can feel whole and we don't feel miserable and we don't feel c- confused and lost and feel like we don't know where we're going. Because we all have something that guides us every day, that tells us every day where we're going and where we're meant to be going, but we we have lost our connection to it. So I'm just trying to give an easier way to have that connection just so that you can feel like a whole person. Yeah. So yeah, it's on March 8th. If you like go on my uh, Facebook page, no Facebook page. Sorry, I don't have a Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> um, my Facebook page. My Instagram, the Beauty Witch, which is like, at the underscore beauty witch underscore we'll tag you in some stuff yeah, yeah. if you dm dm me on there you can definitely go i'm going to be posting up about it but yeah this is the first uh workshop so there will be others as well hopefully first of many yeah yeah so i'm, I'm really excited about it and um, i just want to help people to feel better yeah, yeah. that's the point you yeah. doing good things. <laughs> yeah,
2: great. I love it. Cool. Use your talent this for good. Been such a good episode. <laughs> I know. It really has. What a it's great been so uplifting. Premier. I know. Like you used your talent in such a good, positive way. And that's Thank been really you. cool to see. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I love like it. it. Especially because I was doing my research for this episode and I was reading about so much trickery and fraud oh, yeah. that I was like, all
0: mediums are garbage. <laughs> yeah. so I'm like so feel, happy to I know I feel you. that way too. Yeah. There's people who, f- who have massive followings that I'm like... Can't you see they're a narcissist? They're just Mm. full of shit. Can't you see that? Like, I don't believe a lot of people that that call themselves mediums. And I don't. Sometimes I'm like, Are you sure about you? And then I'm, and then they things happen where I'm like, Oh, I'm always fucking right. Okay. (laughs) Cool. Thanks.
1: When you have an ability that a majority of people don't have, or don't know that they have, or Mm -hmm. don't believe in, you can't convince someone. Of something they can't see. Right. It's the
0: same as like electricity. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, or there's love, this thing. You know? Yeah. People yeah. believe in love, but they can't see it. Can't they can't touch it. it. They yeah. can't yeah. taste it. It's they not, know what when it looks it's like. It's not tangible. Mm-hmm. It and if you haven't felt it, you don't it.
1: believe that it's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, if you want to just talk about like pure science, electricity, yeah. when people would say like there's a current we all have it inside of us and it's in everything. And Mm -hmm. it's what makes the world go round. Essentially. Like there is this thing you see lightning. It has something to do with it. I'm pretty sure. Right. And like (laughs) all these people are like, no, no, Mm -hmm.
2: I can't see it. You're wrong.
1: Absolutely not. Yeah. People
0: Until we sometimes prove that have it to have existed.
1: a
2: tangible thing in order
0: and to that's believe. fine but if you're walking around miserable and you don't know why and you take all the drugs and you take all the alcohol and you take all your prescriptions and you have 20 therapists and you still don't know why you feel shitty maybe try doing some spiritual shit because mm-hmm. that that might that might fix the problem. Or consciousness cleansing. Consciousness yes. cleansing. There you consciousness go. Consciousness Conscious cleansing. contact. <laughs> Conscious contact with consciousness. Yes. yes. Conscious nigh.
1: <laughs> Conscious nigh. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming yeah. on the show. Yes, Amy. This was My pleasure. Um, what a great way to amazing. kick off the season. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't ask for more. I'm so yeah. happy. Me too. And is there anything else you want to add
0: before we say goodbye? No, I just want to help the people just help the I just people help, help the people, people. help Amen. themselves help and you're help all me. And help you're you. a channel everyone <laughs> is a me. channel <laughs> you can do this yourself you don't need a medium to tell you how to be spiritual there you, you yeah. can do it yourself but you have
1: the tools you have the, the medium power. can certainly help
0: yeah. <laughs> yes. i can just show you how she'll <laughs> do show you the way and then you go home yeah. and do it then yourself you go home and do it
1: thank you guys so much for listening Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page Keep It Weird. Donate to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com it weird keepitweirdpodcast to help us fund our show and also you get some like really cool stuff from it like mini minisodes and uh, hilarious hilarious. Minisodes. Um, I almost said hilarious newsletters. The newsletters are, they funny. are funny. I can be funny. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> tune in next time. We will be talking about. mm, What are we talking about?
2: What's Uh, our next episode? What's our next one? It's not. uh, Is it torture? (gasps) Torture. We are going to be talking
1: about torture, the history of torture, torture devices, and torture today, and how certain forms of it are seen as barbaric and certain forms of it are totally
2: accepted somehow. And if I was wrong thinking of our calendar, you're going to be surprised by what our next episode is. Yeah. Who knows? Really?
1: (laughs) We have a live show tonight, or maybe it was last Friday. I don't know when this episode's coming out, but we have a live show on February February 8th 8th in North Hollywood at 8 o'clock. Come and see us. That's all that we have this week. To the group, what's our sign off?
0: Ooh.
2: (laughs) We're all doing hand motions. (laughs) But no voices we're, are coming out. We're, we're all, all doing weird life. things with our hands um, and I lifted my legs into the air. <laughs> I don't know what it means.
1: Trust your instincts yeah trust Ooh.
2: your
0: trust your trust your higher self trust trust your higher, your higher self, higher self and, and keep it weird,
2: weird.
1: Uh, keep, what's it's interesting not me.
2: It's not me in how this could it
1: be I'm in a cupboard.